DW Co. Show, Dean White and Company. Derek with you. Darren with you. Right? I'm my Derek. I'm Derek, right? And you're Darren? Most people can't. Most people don't know. They can't. Brown hair, black shirt. I mean, black polo, the, yeah. the classic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really tough to tell. I just have a little facial hair. Anyways. Dude, episode 46, how jacked yeah. are you about this one? Good, we're rolling along and we've had some really great guests in the past, but yeah. nothing excites me more than the guests that we've got on this show. Back when D. White and Company was just a <laughs> dream and Derek and I's little pea brains, who was there for us? But super subscriber Chuck Greason. That's right. And still is. One still of the only is. ones that's still with us. We would like him to go away, actually. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Chuck has been, he's come down here to Jacksonville. He's fallen in love with Duval. Uh, he is a good friend and coworker of mine from the Texas Wesleyan days. He is doing incredible work uh, putting out infor information for the CDC and the State Department mm -hmm. right now at his current job in video production and animation. Our our collective mentor, John, he used to always say, Chuck is top talent, and I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck's those animations that he made for our show just really like helps transition the show along really well. And yeah. I like I like it makes it fun for me. I think even we'd had a fun uh we had a fun uh series of episodes in the last season, but this one is just a completely different game. It's a completely different game. And I, yeah, that's a great point. If you see all these little interstitials mm -hmm. that we have on a DW Co. show, Chuck made those for us, right? Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he knows what he's doing. So, so Derek, what's going on in Shelly Short uh, today? Well, I mean, any good Chuck episode deserves right. a great Chuck story. Of so gotta stay, you got to stick around and, <laughs> and look, that's happening right here in a second and then uh an on-brand off-brand just in the spirit of like video and animation and film. all the whole film industry cinema gonna talk last chance theater last chance. <laughs> yeah that's a good one we're gonna be talking about that jacksonville cinema history yeah. and it's a rich it's got rich history uh which most people don't know so yeah love bringing you guys the historical facts that you didn't know but you didn't want to research so we're just going to tell you anyways if you want to look for it you can find it in jacksonville i don't care what people tell you and what's exciting about this episode it's gonna be releasing around the same time that chuck's actually coming Here. to town yeah 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 so chuck is coming back for another uh hopefully a little less uh pandemic for this visit true he's been a trooper uh but we're excited about it but uh speaking Let of friends Let's have Shelly. Yeah. Let's not hype Chuck up too much. No. Let's get a story on him real quick. <laughs> Shelly, you and I, not really golfers. Mm -mm. No. Derek's a pretty good golfer. He, he'll go out. I try. That's what I got better at during the pandemic. <laughs> but if you wanted to have a golfing buddy, if you needed someone to fill out a tournament, like you and I often had to in higher ed, go you know, to the girls golf tournament or, you know, guys golf tournament and play. And we had no clue what we're doing. But if you want Caddyshack in a box, it's Chuck. Like he is like the whole movie of Caddyshack as one person. <laughs> it, and Chuck, so, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say Chuck is the guy that offered to teach me how to golf and then handed me a driver <laughs> and said, just hit the ball. <laughs> No idea what I was doing, and he just fucking laughed at me. 
I I never I never got the ball down the green in any you're down the fairway in any way. Um, but I drank a ton of beer, <laughs> like a ton of like a, like a cart, like literally the air, whole like, golf cart of beer. Like yeah, just like tossing them in the back. I felt like you know, and probably some of the more memorable experiences of my life. I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, you you probably Chuck was probably on the ox, and all you guys listened to was heavy metal music in the golf cart too. Oh, literally, yeah. We brought speakers. I think Scott <laughs> brought a speaker at one point. I can't remember. My eye is burning so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the experience with the, the experience uh, golfing with Chuck really, you know, really makes her tear. Really choking me up. Yeah. Really like, brings back some memories. Oh, you know, God. sort sort of an unofficial band and theme song of our office was the Ace of Spades by Motorhead. <laughs> so that was kind of the energy of our our little golfing group showing up to the <laughs> to, yeah. to and also Chuck, like telling me to floor it in a golf cart like over a hill, like us like actually catching air. Like that was that was the highlight of the golfing trip. <laughs> More like super golfer, Chuck. <laughs> So true. Derek, people that listen and watch DWCO show may be familiar with our guest today. Uh, they know him as super subscriber Chuck Greason, always willing to uh, hang out with us here in Jacksonville, truly a pioneer. But you know, Derek, there's things they don't know about Chuck. Did you know that? I, no, I feel like we've been very transparent about who Chuck is on this show. We've talked about everything with Chuck except for his actual professional expertise. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you're <laughs> Always right. the thing that Chuck brings up last because he loves having fun, making people comfortable. And part of that is because it's quite frankly, the best, um, uh, I'm just gonna say video professional that I've ever worked with. His ability to put uh, work together, to concept it, to make it happen, and to keep people at ease while he's doing it is, kind of uh, a little incredible, bud. You know what I'm saying? He's a pro. He's kind of a pro. So I thought if we were going to have a conversation about like how you should talk to video people, like maybe bring in uh, Chuck, Chuck Greeson uh, in not a, not a super subscriber role, but did you know he's a, a professor? He's an educator. Like yeah, he literally right. taught yeah, classes on yeah. this as a master's oh, degree. Yeah, that's yeah I knew that as well. So yeah. The expertise is truly there. We're not making it up. So without further ado, the number one fan of the show and the thing that the, the person that the show is the number one fan of super subscriber, true. Chuck Greason. Chuck, how are you doing, man? What's up? I'm great. How are y'all? Thanks for the kind words. So I was like, all that I do that every day. It's pretty impressive. No. Well, so Chuck, the reason that you're not here with, with us in Duval is because you're up in the district. So tell people a little bit about, um, you know, when you're not goofing off with us, what is your uh, professional career? Tell people a little bit about what you do and, and how you do it. Well, um, I am a videographer, photographer. My title at uh, my current role is senior videographer and photographer. And that encompasses everything in that gambit, plus motion graphics, editing, video, like audio editing, you know, putting ads together for our clients, putting social media stuff up on, you know, their, um, you know, social media accounts and everything like that. So Pretty you've stuff. started working, I, I've worked with you, I've worked with you at Texas Wesleyan and you have uh, 
how, years and years of experience in higher ed. You've also worked in athletics. Uh, you've worked at major agencies. You've worked in front of uh, uh, working in the production, pre-production and post-production elements. You know, you know a bit about this job. Yeah, I have a little bit of passion about what I do. And so I wanted to learn everything I could possibly do to do my job well and be marketable, marketable and to be um, as proficient and efficient as possible. So if somebody wanted something done, I can either, you know, save them money by not having to hire. Sure all these other people to do the job that I can do. I think it's why you're so good to talk to our audience and our higher ed audience, because so often um, there is a limited resources to put video together. Um, we'd always like to have more staff and more equipment and more gear. But on top of that, it's also um, uh, um, uh, to put um, those pieces together and to understand how you do it is something that requires both some uh, professional training, but also requires some experience just in the space. And um, I think one of the reasons you've been able to always do that so successfully is that you have one of the best understandings of how video and brand interact with each other. Like yeah. how much video needs, how much brand needs video right now, especially, and how much video needs brand exactly. uh, and vice versa. Brand, you know, going both ways. It's so. kind of gotten to the point where like, Years ago, when I first started, like it was early, like it was 2006 is when I was right out of my, uh, you know, undergrad and it was a little bit different, but it was, you could see the trends, like how, where everything was going. Like Netflix was still, you know, had a disc and you couldn't do right. it online. And like it was in, in that infancy and like when, you know, MP3s came out and like, Apple Music and Apple uh, iTunes and all that stuff came out. It was like this is where all that stuff's going. All that media is going digital. All that analog tape stuff that we used to have the log and capture and all that stuff is. And I could see that coming, and I, I I could I could feel it just because working in learning that all that information at that time, and then like seeing where it is now is like everybody needs video on their website or in their marketing plans or in their branding or some sort of video, whether it's an explainer or uh, like an about us, or it's like putting your website in the palm of your hands, basically. Like everybody's mm -hmm. consuming so much media these days and it's, everybody's watching content. And so it's this video and media it, you know, you're just bombarded with it because everybody, I mean, I'm kind of generalizing. So, but okay. So what I hear you saying though, right. Is like you, you've got uh, like brands are seeing that video drives their angles more than anything else. It's just right? constantly right. going up. So, but I mean, then like, your ability to create those explainer videos, to do those different pieces is so dependent on how well the brand is defined beforehand. Yes. If you don't have the piece and talk to me about this, but if you don't have the pieces you need, the ability to create that explainer video, there are building blocks, you know, assets, ideas, messages that have to come into place. It's not just hand the video over to Chuck and let him come up with everything. It is a collaboration that takes Absolutely. place. Absolutely. I mean, I think the more of the collaboration you have and the earlier the, the video professional or the person on the team who's shooting and editing right. the and the content that you're doing, I think is key to 
having a great message and a great vision and a great brand. And like when you have those elements together, it's so much smoother. You know, because I was always like run and gun, like get, let's go sure. out, get this stuff done. Cause we had deadlines that were like daily. And you're shooting three or four day videos a day and you have to pump them out in 24 hours. You've got to be kind of organized, you know, yeah. so like learning that organizational aspect up front, like to shoot, to edit. Yeah. I think those pre-production skills are everything. Pre-production skills are like very, very necessary. And I think for a good product or for a good video um, product and, well, and I think another thing I'm curious about with you on this idea of pre-production, right? And all the yeah. prep and how that relates to brand mm -hmm. is that your there's pre-production work that you do as a video and visual expert, but there's pre-production work that happens from the rest of the team as well that you're mm -hmm. dependent like on. Like budgeting on uh, like what's going to be needed. Yep. You know, con constant like back and forth on like, what if we did this? Well, that you're going to need this to do this. And like, it's right. basically formulating things and putting things together up front. And I think the more the collaboration, the better. Right. And then I think that the consistency that comes from being able to do that, right? So you start to yeah, build these brand the assets, you can reuse them. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Not only the consistency, but like, it's just, you start getting into a rhythm. It's just yeah, like flow. music, right? You got, you're putting things together. It's like that minority report. He's <laughs> doing this all day uh but like yeah i'm like it's just plug and play now like once you get to that that groove and you've been doing it for a long time you're like you know the structure in your workflow and i think workflow also helps to help in not only my workflow but everybody else's workflow and where the assets are where you know because you're constantly working with designers because i don't have a lot of Graphic right. design. I've learned a lot in the last eight year, eight or nine years, uh, just working it with Shelly at mm -hmm. Wesleyan. And she, man, talk about being organized. I think that's why it's important to have a very consistent and established brand, especially in the video world, because you do see now video trends uh, change faster than just about anything. And people are always trying to find what's new, what's the new video way they're always trying to reach, especially working in universities too, because you've got young people coming through and young oh, yeah. people, attention spans are short and they're always changing and stuff. So, you know, maybe like, what are some of the experiences of going through that? Cause you're now in a different type of video role than you were yeah. with something that had quick moving trends. And now it's, it's a little more, you're doing motion graphics sure. and, 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 uh, illustrations and things like that. So right. what's the difference between those two? it's just staying up on top of it. And like, it's kind of the saying, like, um, like staying, being in college was like, they kept me young because like every year, like new people were coming in. Right. And, uh, you know, so you had to be hit, you know, you still gotta be like, what's new kids, you know, like. <laughs> hello, fellow like, students. Yeah, <laughs> hello, fellow students. Um, and you kind of have to, you know, do some A-B testing and, you know, mm -hmm. figure out what people are watching and look and always being up on those trends. And like, I think it comes a lot for branding. It has to, because it all comes together under that umbrella. Like, okay, we've got these trends over here. And I was just doing some uh, research on some trends because I've got uh, a presentation I've got to get tomorrow at 10 o'clock nice. in the morning um, that I was doing some research on like the 
the trends in motion graphics and like mm. things that I want to do and things that I think are going to be big in the next you know six months until the next trends come out and whatnot and think like going on what you were saying Derek about um you know just everybody the, the attention span of people these days is just like you're bombarded with like these five ten fifteen second ads that can be just little tidbits of a larger scale project like maybe it goes back all everything goes back to your website or you know where everybody can find the information right and so then you're creating all these rabbit holes and i'm just rambling right now about all that stuff but like i think that's where it's it, it's it pays to do all that pre-production up front mm -hmm. to you know produce great content for your viewers I kind of wanted to hop into that because, you know, when we were talking last night, we were talking, you were talking about how you've been, and it's totally true. You've been preaching user-generated content for a long time, way before that trend had kind of caught on to the point that we actually even bought you a bunch of um, uh, portable, dispo I think it was like portable cameras that we could hand out to students uh, yeah, you know, like 10 like, years ago. Right. So, uh, but I think the other part of that that sometimes people struggle with is getting user-generated content and sort of not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. And, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, but that's, so my question is you've always been sort of good at that and thought about how to bring people in, um, in a way that feels like that, that people get excited about and that's natural. And I was curious if you could kind of talk like on user-generated content, like how do you take what feels like a good idea and actually make it successful and something you can deliver on, you know, down the road? Like it's not polished, right? Like everybody's yeah. video needs to be like cinematic, yes. you know, uh, you know, in a world exactly. at a university. Yeah, where, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. The it's most prestigious the place you've yeah. ever been. We, we throw frisbees on the mall. <laughs> right. Oh, chemistry. Exactly. You know, like those right. kind of right. like kind of making fun of like the phony. Yeah, they like, feel fake. Fake feeling. I, I think funny works in oh yeah yeah you know like just to go on that but like if you have a good idea that's kind of funny and catchy it doesn't need to be overproduced. it can just if if it's a good script shoot it and, and people will watch it if you know i think that's where i came in like when i was in college it was like run and gun if it's funny and if it works on camera if if you know i think it has it has more legs if it needs to be yeah, like you can get it all composed and there's basic things you can do, kind of go into the photography realm of it and composition and all that. Um, I would say crap, but it's not crap because it's needed. But um, today you don't need that. You, everybody's got a phone with a camera on it, right? And you can shoot vertical. I mean, I'm, I was so like, you got to shoot it this way. You got to shoot it, you know, horizontal, but not like after like working in, in how seeing how like social right. media is changing stories are, you know, Instagram stories are vertical and right. like those ads are starting to be vertical and like, they're starting to be trendy now. So it's cool to turn right. the like the, the camera from horizontal. I was so like, no, it's gotta be this way, but you, know, yeah. you adapt to it and change with it. But I was always a big proponent of getting people to shoot video themselves right. and send it in. But like, if we gave it, cause we could pick through, like you're getting a lot of content. You're getting a lot of genuine content. Like people are like taking their phone, not necessarily confessionals, but like they'll yeah. 
intimate. You've got a bunch of lights and people going, well, what do you think about this? And you like, you can get overwhelmed with everything. So yeah. you got like somebody shooting something one-on-one, it's that, you know, guerrilla style. Yeah. It's like real, it's gritty. It's, it's gritty. Yeah. And it's there. That's going to be, that's where it's, everything's going. I think in the video and, you know, advertising world. Super subscriber Chuck Greason joining us. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. After the hour. (laughs) We're we're so grateful for your time. Thanks for hanging out with us, dude. Ready to work with D. White & Co.? Email Derek at dwhiteandco.com to schedule a meeting. Well, thanks, Chuck. And we're just going to keep talking about video because today's on-brand, off-brand topic is Jacksonville cinema history. Ah, Very this is historical. a good one. I've been excited for this topic since since we start started talking about the season. No doubt. Yeah. And I want to frame this first with like, Chuck loves coming down here, not only because it's a fun place, right? but like yeah, as a visual going. eye that he is, mm-hmm. he loves shooting photos. And I think even he did a little bit of some videos in that set whenever he came down here. He did. The last time. Yeah, he did. And just like, I think it made us reflect on what a beautiful place to shoot movies, videos, light. scenes, oh, anything. Yeah. There's so much here with the diff- with the different types of nature, the the lighting that you you just said and um but we do have some history to back that up. Yeah, so you said so I'll kind of I can give you kind of the basics of this. As the first time as I you're have, messing with your yeah, tripod you over that? there. You're like I got to get I got to get ready for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm into this. This I is a good you. topic. Let's hear it. So, when we first came here, uh I think that when people think of Jacksonville film as it is right now. They probably think of the Jacksonville Film Festival, which our friend Tim Driscoll and Andrew Cardi have a big hand in. They probably think of Sunray Cinema, um, which is kind of ground zero for like the film culture here in town. Awesome theater. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, but I think what they probably don't realize is that the movie industry was here before they were in Hollywood. We ran them off. Yeah. But in our nature, yeah, it's a classic, right? I mean, run that, out good talent. Hey. And that's, a, that's that's what we're great at. So what do you think about that? Well, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, we have really great weather year round. And at right. one point, and I don't I'm not you may you may know this. I'm not super sure. But at one point, they they titled us the winter film capital of the world. Uh, right. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, like, talk about real talent and stuff. But I think one of the more creative aspects of film itself is like some of those scenes where they talk about people running out of buildings and you get a natural reaction from the people yes, who are actually I know living there. Going. Yeah. So I think that's a little bit, I mean, yeah, everybody, there's great scenery everywhere, but like the people that were associated with these films and filming these in like live settings is where this is really interesting. So, so yeah. So let me, let me kind of set that up a yeah. little, cause that's something that I feel like I uncovered in the story of the film industry that's really interesting here. So there's always been the tale that the mayor, John Martin, kind of promised to, to run the film industry out, was relatively su- obviously successful in doing it, yeah. and that they were basically, um, you know, perverts, <laughs> you know, like not good upstanding people. Um, and of course, you know, looking back in history, we kind of go, ah, maybe that was a little overblown. But 
It is worth noting that the film industry did not endear themselves to the neighbors, right? Yeah. Do you know about this? No, I don't know. Okay, so like not this part. Okay, so imagine you're filming, a, you're in a bar, right? And all of a sudden, someone pulls a fire alarm. You're right. like, holy nice. hell, you know? And then all of a sudden, you're out yeah. in the street and you realize there's a film crew there. <laughs> they would call when they wanted the police, they just called the police. So, you know, I mean, I get it. It had to have been chaotic. Sure. You know, but hey, yeah. If you're talking, if you're wanting real, we're talking real, keeping it real. Yeah. Well, so what about Norman Studios? Well, still here. Norman Studios is still here. Is, yeah. Where's that located at? So it's in the Arlington neighborhood. That's right. Yeah. It was actually historic Arlington. Yeah. A black owned yeah. studio. And they did some incredible uh, movies. I actually saw they did one on Bill Pickett, the famous black cowboy that I used to look at a poster for that all the time in Fort Worth. Yeah. That was on one of the old building, you know, kind of commemorative on the old buildings. And, and in all of that, <clears throat> Silent films being a very big thing here in 1908, yeah. 1909, even a little bit later than that. Um, but you know what's really fun for us to relive some of that is like I remember us going over to like Town Beer yes, yeah. and uh, Root Down and some of these other bars that will like show these old like yes. black and white silent films uh, that are so <laughs> still relevant. Today. So clearly filmed in Jacksonville. Yeah, I right. think that's what gets me is like. When you like, we're used to seeing Los Angeles on film, yeah. And when you see something from like the 1920s or whenever, you know, and it's like that's Jacksonville. I see the, I see the palmettos. I yeah. see the jungle kind of, you know, uh, look to the, um, to the tree cover, right? You know, and it's so cool to see that a hundred years ago. Oh totally. wow! So on brand is what we're saying. I think it's totally on brand. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know if we have enough time to dig into this, but like it'd be really interesting to see what Jacksonville would look like if With that a, movie industry stuck right. around for so long. Right, right. It wouldn't look like Hollywood, right? It'd probably look no. different. So no. Wow. That, well, so Derek, a uh, great episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. Thanks to having Chuck on. I mean, yeah. any episode with super subscriber Chuck Greason. <laughs> Thanks for the two ninety nine, by the way, Chuck. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, best two ninety nine ever. ever spent. <laughs> That's so, two dollars and ninety nine cents. I just want to preface that. So what? Uh, what advice do you have for us on the way out the door, Derek? Oh, man, I'd say this is me riffing too. Sure. It always is. But any good videographer uh -huh. knows this. You got to show, don't tell. It's all about showing and not just telling. So I like it. a little note to all you brand people out there. Show what the brand is doing. Don't just tell about it. <laughs> and video is a great way to do that, a visual representation, but you gotta be compelling. <laughs> That's why we work with really talented creative people like Chuck Greason. People that can show the brand. Derek, any updates for us? Of course, you can always go to dwhiteandco.com to work with dwhiteandco, talk to Derek uh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, tell us more about all that. Well, you can email me at Derek at dwhiteandco.com. And Derek, thank you as always for putting together a great show and doing all this work. In addition to being a great project manager, uh, client services coordinator, well, or manager, excuse me, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Mm-hmm.